0: We're on the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Check us out on the feed. Check us out on Twitter at EuroGrapCXP. And join us for chat about European wrestling and a little bit of chat about cheese. Hopefully see you there.
1: This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling.
0: Professional wrestling, wow! Well, you like professional wrestling too? This is shake them ropes. I am Jeff Hawkins, along with Chris Novembrino.
1: Chris- I like to rock. Where did that come from? I I don't know. You just like you're like along with Chris Novembrino, and I just I wanted to come in with something. Today, okay. <laughs> I wanted I want to bring a little something extra to the broadcast. And oh, I think indeed, I did that. Trust
0: me, this broadcast needs all the extra it can get because uh, here's my news bag. Nothing. <laughs> there has been no major headlines unless I want to talk about the AEW reality show, which will come up in the lazy river, probably. Yeah, I, I guess we're going to
1: have to talk a little bit about the AEW show. <laughs> 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 Heck of a way to get Adam Cole back on fire, on track.
0: That's the important off. announcement that Tony Khan had.
1: That's... And, and to cede that to Adam Cole, clear foresight. Oh my goodness.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting stuff. choice. Yeah. But uh I, first of all, let me bring this up because this has been hot on the Twitters, kids. Mm. Sean Ross Sapp reporting that a talent in WWE is of the opinion that Vince McMahon is back in creative. Let me kill this. No, he's not. People in WWE have told me he is not. They would not lie to me if he, <laughs> the The people that I have spoken to would not lie to me about this. He is not back in creative. It's just someone running at the mouth. Sean, who, look, friend of the show, been on the show. I've been a member of Fightful for years. The paywall needs to generate content, but when you're you to these- be careful with yes. subjects
1: and Go predicates in news, yeah, like let, let's let's cut right down to it because you, the listener, probably heard the predicate of that initial lead off of the sentence, which is Vince McMahon is back in creative. But the full sentence, the subject and predicate was a talent says Vince McMahon is back in creative. The problem with news consumption, one of the many problems with the way news consumers consume news is so often we focus on the predicate of the sentence and not the subject. And people who report news and who have businesses that are around news generation should be aware of that. And if they aren't, should make themselves aware of that and should not act in manners wherein people can get all a tizzy over predicates, even if it does generate clicks.
0: Lots of lazy rivering this week, so let's begin. I am going to start with a mea culpa. I have been on this show the past couple weeks, and I have said...
1: You haven't been bringing it. I was saying that. No, no. You've absolutely been sandbagging me on air every chance you get. I've been, I have like, been Thunder in... Roger, no, How
0: dare you? Oh,
1: okay. no, good. <laughs> that, that's all right. That wasn't the admission. That's fine.
0: <laughs> no, it... Chris, I think I was wrong about this Sammy Zane thing. I was of the opinion that you don't belt Sammy because it's a good story, but it's not what's quote unquote best for business, so to speak. I'm going to read off these ratings to you and wondering if I am wrong. And especially after watching now Elimination Chamber and the way that that ended, if I am wrong on this. Smackdown on Friday, 2,383,000 viewers, 0.58 in the demo. Number one again among broadcast primetime and cable originals. Raw on Monday, 2,006,000 viewers, 0.56 in the demo eight to 11 people watching the follow-up now you, you, you and I watched a uh, uh, elimination chamber. Was I wrong on this? Should they have belted Sammy, at least for a, a short run to see how the, de- how the, how the ratings moved here.
1: I, I think so. Uh, I watched on Monday in with Cody's promo and comparing Cody's level of overness to Sammy's level of overness broadly speaking, but especially in Sammy's home base of Montreal, uh, it's it's a no contest. Uh, Sammy Zane is the people's choice. He's the person that the people want to see take down the bloodline. Even though, like, why did Sammy join the bloodline in the first place? That part of the story really doesn't make any sense even to this day. Uh, People are at the point where it's going to be the most narratively satisfying if Sammy defeats Roman reigns. And I do think it was a big opportunity missed in Montreal. I don't, I don't even know that it's look, uh, especially for the mania faithful, right? The people who are flying in from all over the world to see mania. If it was Sammy Zayn versus Roman reigns, that crowd's not going to let Sammy fail. Like Sammy yeah. mania is going to be electric. There's, there's not a chance in the world that that crowd let Sammy fail, or would, you have hardcores would
0: be, and casuals both rooting them on.
1: Yep, yep. I, I so I mean, I I would even go so far as to say it isn't too late. Now this is not. Don't let this be confused with the idea that I think WWE is going to do it. Uh, I mean, we we're making our predictions based on the notion that WWE just doesn't see Zane that way. So that was I, yeah. you know, our predictions going into the Elimination Chamber, but I do. I I think the fans do, and I think that, you know, Cody's story is quite good, but the big problem with Cody's story is it actually has everything to do with Seth Rollins and not a ton to do with Roman Reigns. He's just been airdropped into the Bloodline storyline.
0: Yeah. um, Ice Cold takes on Elimination Chamber. I thought it was a fun show. I thought it was imminently watchable. I didn't think there was a lot of dead time in there or anything that was remarkably bad on the show to be honest with you i thought the women's elimination chamber it, 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 i thought Liv and raquel both did very very well in it and of course oscar is just oscar's on another level right now even even from pantsuit nxt oscar in terms of just having certain amount of credibility and just making everybody look like a million bucks she is on a roll right now uh, The men's elimination chamber, you know, Montez Ford got his set piece. Got a big pop doing the skin the cat gymnastics thing from the <laughs> from the from the rings, if, if you will. But, you know, the top of the cage. Bronson Reed looked strong. Gargano had some great moves. I mean, imagine thinking that Johnny Gargano would have been no use to your wrestling company. I I can't imagine that. But, I, I you know, the men's, even though it wasn't for high stakes, it was very good and you know the the Logan Paul entry into there. I, I I liked it. I thought, you know, it was clever. They haven't done that in a while where you're leaving the cage door open to get a guy out there and somebody runs in. They haven't done that in a while, if I recall correctly. But this all tends to blend in together and someone will tell me I'm wrong. Uh they got they got out of Brock and uh Bobby in a way. Um
1: they actually followed more or less what I predicted on our predictions. Take show. your victory lap. No, I mean look, I, I I thought that this was going to mania, and so that this is the natural sort of conclusion to this, but this is also a good conclusion if the two guys don't really like working with one another.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I know a lot of people were speculating that Vince was coming back because he put Brock with almost. Let me put it in this way. Brock Lesnar is not doing anything. That Brock Lesnar does not want himself to be doing, and I will leave it at that.
1: Uh, and I think there's enough there. I think we left enough there. I
0: think we did, and and then, um, and and then the main event. And it was a very very good match. This crowd was hot as hell. The thing that was missing for me was that one really big Sammy spot, like like the, if they had brought back the brainbuster the top rope brain buster that he used to do on Roman. And he gets that 2.99 count. That's the only thing. was It was missing that one moment towards the end where, I mean, besides the visual pin where once action gets back underway, where you think Sammy's going to take it. And then Roman hits a spear. One, two, three, because the ending fell a little flat to me. But other than that, it's an interesting choice that they decided to make. Uh, with Sammy spearing Jay accidentally, because I think what's going to happen now is Jay's going to come back and say, well, why'd you pick Kevin over me? And he's going to reinstill himself with the bloodline. And we're going to go to, we're going to where we're going. Everybody knows where we're going. It was just, we just wanted to see how we would get there. And I think that's how they get Jay back into the bloodline personally.
1: And to me, the much more interesting way of looking at that little beat is that Roman Reigns would not sacrifice himself for Jay. He left. He, he basically fed Jay to Sammy.
0: Yeah, I, I had an idea late um, after we taped last week based on an idea somebody threw to me. Well, what if Kevin Owens gets Sammy disqualified? And I thought, you know, to me, another narratively satisfying conclusion to this entire thing would be Jay and Sammy as the tag champs free of the people who have been turning on them and abusing them throughout their runs in WWE. Because we know, I mean, I know a lot of people want to see Kevin Owens and Sammy together again because they are real life best friends. But in storyline, Kevin Owens has turned on Sammy at almost every juncture that they've been together, be it as El Generico or as Sammy Zayn. So if it came to a point where, okay, KO, gets dis- gets Sammy disqualified. We eventually get to the tag title match, but both teams are bickering in a way. And Adam Pierce just decides, okay, whoever gets the pinfall gets to control the tag team titles. And then in some way, Sammy and Jay end up the tag team champions. I think that would have been a narratively satisfying conclusion as well.
1: Yeah. No, I think it makes more sense at this point that Sammy and Jay end up as the tag team here because I'm with you. Owens, his character, you know, we, we used the big fancy V word last week, verisimilitude. His character clearly is abreast in his own history. Like, just see that one promo he had with Elias where he was, like, explaining all the reasons why he would never want to tag team with him because of all these interactions with Ezekiel. Um, Kevin Owens is going to be mad at Zayn for a long time because... This is, like, part of, I guess, the problem of not having a good reason for joining the bloodline. There was no good reason for Sami Zayn to do any of the horrible things that he did to Kevin Owens this time around. It was for no clear purpose. At at this point, we don't even know why he really wanted to join the bloodline, other than to just be, like, some weird obsequious kiss-ass. Like, it wasn't clear that he was gunning for the title. It wasn't like it, there was no clear end game.
0: I think the story was actually I have nothing else to do.
1: <laughs> right. Right. And so this makes it very hard for Sammy to really, you know, have you know a, a way of making up to Kevin Owens, doing all these horrible things to him for no other reason than I had nothing better to do.
0: Yeah, I, I thought the. Uh, <laughs> the
1: <laughs> what? It's just, it's funny to me. It's like, why did you do all these horrible things to your best friend? Uh, don't know. I was, I was bored. I was bored. <laughs> crime. I, was had nothing, I had nothing else to do. I,
0: <laughs> crime uh, seemed cool. My, my gimmick and storyline with Johnny Knoxville had run its course. <laughs> it
1: was... I, I, I mean, for all of the good things about the bloodline as a storyline. Like, that will forever be like a, a like, when we, we're fully assessing it, clearly a beat of stupid that has been woven oh, into this it, whole they're, thing.
0: They're, look, let's, let's not deny the other stupid in this storyline where, I mean, as Joe Lanza pounding the podium saying they haven't done anything on this story for two years. They haven't done it. He's right. They didn't do a lot in this story for two years because they were or for like a year and a half because... You know, it was just trying to build up romance. No, that,
1: but that's the thing. The thing with that, though, is that's what makes this whole revival of what was basically a zombie storyline so impressive. Yeah. This went from being a walking corpse of a storyline that was just doing the same thing over and over again, like a John Cena angle. Um uh, And it went from that to being this thing that was like funny and entertaining and suddenly had good characterization, even like... That that to me is like the, the part that makes it good. Um The problem is like that all started with Sami Zayn, and th- and that the, that I think the stronger you know point of criticism is criticize the storyline once Sami Zayn gets introduced by all means, and then certainly yeah, like they didn't do anything with it for two years. It's true. I yeah. mean, <laughs> the whole idea was getting Roman Reigns to a thousand days. They weren't all going to be humdingers. Uh-
0: <laughs> Sorry, my my mind wandered back to Elimination Chamber to that spot in the men's match where Rollins and and Gargano are on top of the pod sitting there relaxing, and all of a sudden Rollins just chops the crap out of Gargano. Mm. Oh, they, I need more things like that. I think occasionally in wrestling. Um, any other news or any other notes you had for Elimination Chamber? Because I kind of just went through the entire rundown, but I didn't uh, get your takes on anything.
1: Yeah, no. Um, I mean, the, the big thing, obviously, to me was was the actual match between Roman and Sammy. Uh, that opening, those opening moments were just electric, dude. Oh, just Michael the, Cole was on
0: fire in those it was opening. Just,
1: it was just so electric for like a good six or seven minutes there. It was just, it was great. Uh, it it had it. I had goosebumps watching it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it 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 was the thing. That I need for my wrestling to feel, have that big fight feel.
0: I don't think I've had that feeling since Money in the Bank 2011. The Punk Cena one in Chicago. Where that crowd, they just left it on that crowd chanting for CM Punk for an ungodly long time before they cut into cult of personality and then just let them release the tension. I also think they should have had Pat McAfee on this match if they could have. I don't know if McAfee was available or not. But Cole's preamble was fantastic and then he kind of let it linger there before he got into calling the action. I thought that was strong. He didn't overdo it in the in the post-match stuff either. I thought that was nice. Graves took a little bit out of it to me. Um, I would have much rather seen McAfee's Genuine excitement than I think Corey Graves here a bit, but I'm not going to slag Corey Graves' performance in any way. It was fine, playing heel color commentator. But yeah, um, but overall, yeah, that was a that was a fun watch. I thought especially that match.
1: Yeah, yeah that that'll be a fun match to revisit too. Um, just it it is unfortunate that they didn't pull the trigger. Um. Because I think if they had done that, you have not you have a moment on the road to WrestleMania, which then allows this WrestleMania season to have potentially two really big moments in it instead of just one. Sami Zayn winning the world title at Elimination Chamber would have been... Like, yeah, Sami Zayn winning the world title at Elimination Chamber in Montreal. Like, that does actually feel like a historical moment that they should have made.
0: Yeah, and then uh to go on later that night, I, I watched uh the Sasha Banks Kyrie uh title match from San Jose. And that was a great piece of business too. Sasha Sasha and Kyrie both made that place look small. The thing look, Sasha is Sasha, and she is great, and she's always gonna have that kind of aura when she's wrestling. Kyrie, they never really they never really uh, tapped in to what makes her a great baby face, to be honest with you, because they were so concerned with character stuff and and repetition and things like that, that they really never got her aura. But man, this match, if you haven't seen it, I, I, I highly recommend seeking it out, even if you're not a fan of the rest of the card. Find this match especially, because those two tour of the house down i won't say it's match of the year necessarily but it but it'll be up there uh for me at least uh did you get a chance to see this at all or no i did not okay uh your turn on the lazy river sir
1: so let's let's go to dynamite let's talk about dynamite now shall we yes Uh boy there are I'll start I'll start with an easy one here uh max caster's rap this week was really good like it, it was a really like really 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 at the perfect level uh where you're not mentioning Enzo amore directly by name but you're invoking him in Phoenix no less yeah uh, that
0: was that big, was a nice touch
1: yeah yeah I, I'm just like man like th- this that that made for a really nice little moment, and oh. like I, w- it makes me less worried that the acclaimed aren't over. Like I think the people writing like the uh, the uoG for the acclaimed are maybe writing that preemptively. Well, I think to okay. to
0: annotate a little bit more, he had a Robert Sarver comment in there, the former now former uh, owner of the Phoenix Suns. Um, I I loved the about the Enzo crack in Phoenix. Plus, you're you're slagging on uh Big Bill's girlfriend slash fiance, and you know who that is, right?
1: No, who's that? Lexi. Oh, uh, Lexi Nair,
0: DDP's daughter, who does the backstage interviewing.
1: Oh, okay, okay.
0: <laughs> Even though it's supposed to imply Carmella.
1: That's <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, yeah, um, uh, but no, I, I just I like that. It, made, it it just made me go like, okay, the acclaimed are fine. I I mean, I knew that they would be, but they're still really over. I I think, I think the booking patterns around them have been bad the last several months, but I think they're they're good enough to survive for at least right now.
0: All right, I'll give you another shot on the Lazy River. I've been a long time on mine.
1: Okay, well then let's let's talk about MJF. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. Right in my wheelhouse. Go ahead. Yeah,
1: I feel like every week we get further and further away from the target. And this is a game of hot and cold. And each week I'm just saying cold when I'm reviewing MJF. We keep doing the origin story. MJF is kind of like a Gen Z, uh, like late millennial uh, sort of Joker type figure here uh, with, Various interactions with women being the origins uh, story for him and or an email with William Regal. Uh, like, Those two are kind of the same. Yeah, yeah William Regal, honestly, <laughs> I mean, kind of is like a mother to all of us, if you really think about it. But uh, this week, we were treated to the heartbreak of MJF now being his story. You might remember that just a, a mere couple of weeks ago, he was talking about leaving a girl for dead in a car after uh, receiving fellatio from her, uh, and the, and the, anyways, point being, now his fiance has dumped him, and this is why he hates Brian Danielson. And of course, I I, I think it's I mean, even, there's like two problems with this. One, in storyline, it reads as clearly disingenuous. If you paid attention to any of this story over the last month and then that is only further muddied by the fact that it's somewhat like connected to things that are actually happening in his real life but you know okay there just because there's reporting that says ah you know MJF's going through a breakup right now that actually doesn't necessarily mean it needs to be part of your storyline is, is there reporting uh, of that There has been there has been reporting to that effect.
0: Oh, I haven't seen it because I thought this was just pure work, but okay.
1: No, 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 there has been, uh I I believe from uh, your friend.
0: Okay. Well, I'll take a
1: look. Yeah. Um, but uh I mean, just just because there's been reporting on it, uh doesn't mean that uh that makes this suddenly a good storyline. Because like at the end of the day, what is motivating MJF right now? Some weeks, he's this gimmick guy with the scarfs and the big Burberry belt and, you know, the, the need for shtick. He's a sticky, uh, ritzy sort of I'm, I'm richer than you, almost million-dollar man Ted DiBiase sort of gaudy heel champion. Other weeks, he wants you to know that he's the sickest guy that you've ever known. No, oh, he's sick. He, you know, he'd do, he do the worst stuff because he, he's a total scumbag. Uh, That's his own rhetoric. So some weeks he's a ruthless scumbag. And then this week he's this sad guy who will like never have a family, Um, which rings hollow. And even Danielson should see through this. Like the problem with Danielson being like, don't you say those things about my daughter? And he said it with the same degree of passion to me. So there's actually two problems. The first problem is that you're not supposed to deliver that line like that. It's kind of like, Jeff, I just got the news today. It turns out my mom's totally got cancer. Hey, like, man. Like, that's actually... N- get your that's hands not so- off
0: her. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Hey, you're not supposed to be doing that.
0: Like, back to the, <laughs> like yeah. like back to the future. Like, yeah. Crispin Glover. <laughs> hey, man, you get your damn hands off her.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, so... The, beyond the line <laughs> delivery, which which was quite bad. Daniel Brian Danielson is doing a cover band of Daniel Bryan right now, and it's pretty sad to see, dude. Like it, it is, it it's it, he he is shades of his former self. Before and,
0: you move on, I want to cover this. I'm not done. I know I'm you're not done. done. I know you're not done, but I want to take a bit of a break here to to comment on what you said because I think it's a very good point. Is that Not only is in it, he's not an egotistical prick to quote Tony Shavani anymore. He's a sociopathic, egotistical prick. Where every origins, I mean, everything is about you know. Oh, I was, I was a victim of anti-Semitism in high school, and I almost killed myself. I didn't, I didn't get great, uh, great reviews from William Regal, and I almost killed myself. This girl dumped me, and I almost killed myself. I understand that this is for heelish effect in some ways
1: but it also just it doesn't sum to be anything the the, the problem is all
0: these
1: these scenes don't sum together to be anything right Right. I I don't I don't believe the characterization of this guy it's not that I don't believe him I at the end of the day don't know what this makes him
0: yes and I think this goes to a larger problem is MJF for three years on TV. And even before that, in the Indies, he's the rich kid who's in this to make a lot of money and bang a lot of rats. Okay. That's his motivation. He's, he he's, he's Ric Flair without the uh, pizzazz, if you will, if you want. And now we find out his real motivation was the white picket fence <laughs> and the wife at home making dinner for him so he could get home at 5 p.m. and play with his kids and he's angry at Brian Danielson for giving that up because he has to do professional wrestling to make his money. Brian Danielson has everything he ever
1: wanted. Wa- MJF is Frank Grimes from the Simpsons. I I know. <laughs> I mean and right now the most narratively satisfying way of understanding why she left him is because just a couple of weeks ago he admitted to almost killing another woman on <laughs> national television.
0: It seems like it's a lot of drama
1: with MGM. <laughs> you know, you know, honey. I, I, I-, I don't know I don't know that you're the one. Maxwell <laughs>
0: you know maxwell I, I wanted to have tacos tonight but i didn't have any shells oh my god when i was a kid i <laughs>
1: once again
0: anti-semitism rears its ugly head <laughs> taco tuesday ruined ruined by bigotry <laughs> and he almost kills himself that night but <laughs> it's like like God, it, this is such a simple story, and we're not telling it. It, it. We're we're going for the most... The weird thing is, we are in a wrestling war, and a lot of people on, on one side of the battle want to be like the other side of the battle in so many ways in their storytelling. <laughs> be it this, be it the House of Black with their creepy... We've assessed you. We need to have an assessment. Or what, was the, what was the line they did? Almost like it was a human resources. <laughs> it's time for your yearly review about how you're holding these trios titles. Okay, great. But still, it's like the melodrama and just the angst. The angst involved in these gimmicks is mind-blowing to me. It's
1: just... It... Uh, they've been telling the wrong story, though, for weeks here. Like, like this... This entire feud with Danielson does not need to be MJF origins. Like this, Brian Danielson is not his scarecrow. Um, I mean, if if anything, Danielson should be the one who is the focus of this storyline. He is the juggernaut. He is coming after MJF. Yes. And we think that he is going to crush him. Like this is David versus Goliath and we're rooting for Goliath. Um, We want the bigger, we want the the tougher guy, the guy who we think, you know, is the more rightful champion to come in there and crush, you know, crush little MJF. And MJF, like, basically should find a way out of this, but should be terrified the entire way and completely uncertain that he's able to do this until the very last moment. And he's surprised even when his plan comes to fruition. This... Has been like story time with MJF. It's yeah, it's the Joker telling us over and over again his origins, and like none of them are true. I mean, the, the end-
0: best story they were telling was that was that Daniel Bryan said you're a fraud, and I'm a much better wrestler than you. Right. And I'm going to take that title. And then when MJF beat Takesh to clean, it should give him that little bit of of you know, well, you're not that good type of a thing, and that's all you really need for this feud. You don't need. I'm killing women on the freeway on prom night. <laughs> he
1: he stinks. Uh, his his character stinks. And they really have worked themselves into a corner with MJF because they've been trying to counter program the bloodline on the other TV show. Um and so you can't have M- and yes, obviously, you know, like the Khan doesn't probably sit there when he's writing out the show and think about. What is the bloodline doing as the first beat of how we're going to do what we're doing with MJF, but what the bloodline is doing limits what you can do with the heel champion on your show before it starts looking like you're trying to copy the other show so MJF can't put together a faction MJF can't really get a manager, Um, I mean he could get like a heel woman manager, but, like, what does that really do for him? He can't
0: uh, keep a girlfriend. He can't get a family.
1: He can't... Yeah, yeah, right, right. <laughs> see, right, no, because if he had a family, that would be too much like the other show. So, like, you, you see, this is the thing. Like, Roman Reigns has a family. Uh MJF has to kill all of them.
0: <laughs> like, well, be... let, let's counterbalance that, because cause you brought him up earlier. <clears throat> and I think... So Cody Rhodes comes out to cut his promo to start himself on this path to WrestleMania, and Paul Heyman interrupts. Are we implying that Paul Heyman wants to sleep with Brandy?
1: Yes, yeah, that's, that's what I. That was and clear. and was now we're
0: gonna. Is it is it almost time for open mic, bitch? Because <laughs> now she's involved. And it's one of those things where if you're talking about somebody off screen or off stage.
1: Oh, it's Chekhov's Brandy.
0: You're eventually, Yes, Chekhov's Brandy is right there, and it has to be used at some point in this story now. I, oh, I just, the
1: crowd's going to turn on him really fast when yes, he's a babyface champion because she stinks.
0: Yes. They may pop for an initial slap, but if you repeatedly put her on TV... This is going to be law of diminishing returns. Did we need this was MJF level crassness in some ways. And I'll go back to the MJF promo in a second, but
1: no, it's because Cody Rhodes doesn't actually fit into the bloodline story. Yes. That's why this stinks. Like they, they have to do this like family history thing uh, to make it feel, you know, personal, like it's family business Paul Heyman's known your family for so long, but like he might come over and sleep with your wife. I, 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 I <laughs> how, Like, how's that supposed to work? I, th- there are so many beats missing to that. I'm like, so like, Steph you think Paulie
0: has some game with Brandy? You think he, I, I,
1: he, 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 <laughs> he like how good? can he, I mean, I know he's a good promo, but that's not that's not that's how, a different kind of promo, my friend. Yeah, it's not how it works with women.
0: No, charisma and personality go a long way. But there are limits to that as well, <laughs> especially when you're talking top tier talent. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: when when MJF uh, decides to say, "I'm going to talk to your I'm going to talk to your fam to your daughter right now," and he starts to position the camera and speak into the microphone, why isn't Brian Danielson out of the ring and about to? just elbow him in the jaw instead of standing there and taking it. When he says, if you talk about my family, I'm going to kill you.
1: Uh, I mean, the the, (laughs) the worst part, they're like, so beyond that incredible delivery that Daniels had brought to that.
0: Hey, you get your damn uh, hands off her.
1: (laughs) You you better be scared of me right now because nothing can stop me. MJF. I'm coming for that title. And if you say any, if you even say a a word about my two children, I will be very mad at you. No, beyond that incredible delivery that Danielson brought to it, uh, it made him look like the stupid baby face because MJF's story, one of the two stories he told, either the one where he killed the woman or this one is not true. And the fact that he told both means that you shouldn't take the one that's true even all that seriously in its own way.
0: I'm going to go like, back to... Oh, go
1: ahead. Yeah, no, no, what were you going to say? I was
0: going to say, I'm going to go back to things that suck in a moment. Because I want to actually get some positivity on the show a little bit. Emmy Sakura is just great. Uh, I watched AEW Dark this week, and she and Billy start... Uh, here's my comparison for the run she's having right now, is that Early 90s WCW, NWA, uh, Cactus Jack Manson matches where he'd just throw his body all over the place. Emi is doing that on the YouTube shows for our pleasure and entertainment. That queen gimmick is there, but they've gotten rid of all of that. And she's just a monster. And she's fantastic. And if you're not watching at least her matches on the darks and dark elevations, you need to because she's the best thing going on probably any show in AEW right now, other than maybe Jeff Jarrett, who is a god amongst men, naturally. Uh, your turn, Chris. I'll let you go again.
1: Um, Way too much blood in this main event for a match that did not need anywhere near this level of blood. Like, Evil Uno <laughs> bleeding a gusher during this. Uh, the, the When they had the bulldog choke on him, and he's, like, spurting out blood. I'm like... What the hell are we doing this for? Why? Why is this happening?
0: I just didn't get the entire characterization of the Blackpool Combat Club this week. Because for weeks we've been doing this thing where Danielson's kind of been a little bit heelish and now we super babied him up. On the same week we've decided to just absolutely heal both Wheeler Yuta and and Moxley. and If Moxley was going to do this, to uno and i liked uno's promo where it's like look the dark order needs to be taken seriously okay he's gonna be the sacrificial guy i get that but we needed a moxley promo saying i'm gonna kill you as opposed to just this weekly bloodletting by moxley just to, because he likes bleeding during wrestling matches i mean i like blood i like blood in my blow-off matches I don't necessarily need blood in my week to week when it's not really a heated feud. And this I wasn't a 10 like, minute match. Yeah. I don't feel like Moxley hates evil Uno all that much, unless you're going to predicate it with something where he's like, I'm going to I'm going to go out there. I'm going to make an example out of you this week. Mm.
1: Or you have Uno go up to Moxley explicitly and say like, I'm going to make an example out of you, John. Like, like people are gonna take the dark order seriously. You know, like, have Uno basically dig his own grave here before he gets annihilated by Moxley a little bit. But, like, I, I it was a silly thing to use as a main event for Dynamite. Uh, it was just not, like, a worthy main event level match. Moxley's was...
0: already bleeding, and in the post-match, Hangman comes in and pulls out barbed wire.
1: Oh.
0: What? <laughs> is, is this now a barbed wire Texas death match? Or are we just are we just setting up for the props that are going to be underneath the ring? We're going to have a couple of boards with some electrified barbed wire, and it's going to become an FMW type match like Omega and Moxley was. Oh, I
1: hope maybe there can be landmines. Maybe we can get back to some of the good stuff. I think
0: we might be. I think we're going to have an FMW style death match on this thing. I, I do.
1: Yeah, sweet. They um, so have stupid
0: baby faces.
1: No, no. Let's talk about oh. Blackpool, though. No, I, I think the decision to like turn Blackpool mostly heel this week is baffling, considering you want to build up sympathy for Brian Danielson at the same time on the <laughs> very same program. Yes. Like the, the <laughs> obvious question, if you are paying attention to this as a fan coming out of this, is well, if Danielson's like you know like. MJF's mad Danielson because Danielson won't stop wrestling. Does is MJF have a point? Is he right? Is Danielson actually a bad guy? All Why aren't his friends keeping him from being concussed again? Right. Or does he tell them he doesn't care? Backstage, he's like, listen, I don't even care about my two kids. Uh, I I, I, I just want to wrestle. It's all I want. I don't even love my wife. <laughs>
0: Now you gotta do a poor Udo line reading too to go along with. <laughs> hey, that's not very nice.
1: I don't need to listen to anything that you have to say any anymore, Orange Cassidy. He kind he kind of reminds me a little bit of like Rick from Rick and Morty. If you like, drop the voice a little bit. Like if like Rick was now like in his twenties, uh, like slightly more confident but still able to be pushed over. With Although a I will say.
0: Heel Yuda is far more interesting to me than babyface Yuda in any way. He's Absolutely, he's Brad Armstrong. He's Brad Armstrong to a
1: T. Yeah, he's much more interesting as a heel than he is as a babyface. Um, much more interesting interaction between him and like the best part to me the Orange casting Yuda thing was the promo before the match. Um, at the end of the match, having casting only come out there and be like, "You to no. know." like still made him seem a little bit like, like the twerpy boy. Who's like being trained to be bad rather than being actually bad. But like, still I, I, I actually really enjoyed the orange cast of you to match. I, I like to put over something, the wrestling, the wrestling on the show is pretty good. Like, yeah. Like, the wrestling guess, was
0: great. I mean, yeah,
1: but like good wrestling alone, paradoxically, good wrestling alone does not a good wrestling show make. Right. um Like Ricky Starks and Jericho, like that segment stunk still. That was that was totally bad at, at character acting. He is not good at character work.
0: No. And this was a rock segment for him. And he couldn't carry that Jericho is driving this thing. Completely, which doesn't make doesn't help Starks at all, which is baffling to me. And I think I know the ending to this
1: there's a new member to the Jericho Appreciation Society
0: and his name is Action Andretti
1: mm, of course
0: <laughs> but all it was just all leading up to the pen thing and it's like it's, it's so odd that most of this Jericho character work is throwbacks it, it's member berries for his WWE runs <laughs> and I don't think it helps AEW all that much it just helps Jericho feel like he's a big guy because he was in WWE. And I just the pen from the list. I mean, I, I, I get that, but uh, let's talk about another stupid baby face because the first half of this thing with Jungle Boy and Christian, I adored. If Jungle Boy had just come out and speared Christian, done the wipe the feet thing and walked away, I'm in. I'm into this, you know, Decades long feud, it feels like between these two parties that never gets resolved. It's like the bloodline. But then he comes back with the chairs and he turns into Bailey versus Alexa Bliss and he forgets how to hit somebody with a chair because he has that moment of conscience and he gets hit in the Jimmy. And you're just like, you aren't, you're a damn idiot. Get out of here. I don't, I
1: don't care anymore. No, I, I, I hate, I hate this. This, is really to me like it's a it's what of all the circular bookings in aew the christian jungle boy one has been one of the longest that has gone nowhere since the turn
0: well that's the thing we missed an elimination chamber just to go off track here we forgot about that entire edge <laughs> the mixed tag where Beth and Rhea just decided to have an all Japan women's match from the early nineties—that was awesome. But no, that, that, no, that was
1: Beth. that's quite talented in the ring, still. Uh, <sighs> I, I, yeah, like that was
0: a slobber knocker. But dude, that was
1: really, no, that was really impressive. Like the no, dudes, I, I don't.
0: the dudes just need to take a moment, and just just step back and go. Our, 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 uh, our our the, the women in this match are far outshining us right now. And yeah. one of them's been retired for almost a decade.
1: Yeah. Uh, no, it, 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 it was an impressive re, uh, re-familiarization with Beth Phoenix as a talent. In like, yeah. And like, and you can just tell that Rhea's thrilled to death to be working with Beth. Um, and Beth looks, Beth looked great, dude. Like, yeah, I, I, I was, yes, very impressed by her.
0: Um but continue on your Christian. Sorry to
1: this Christian thing since the turn, like it we sucks. never really under why, why, is, why does he manipulate Luchasaurus? I know yeah. like it, 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 <laughs> there are so many of these stories in wrestling right now that and the bloodline was was one of them right alongside with all these other ones in AEW that was just seemingly stuck in amber uh forever uh what was that one in nxt uk that was actually frozen in amber for a while
0: oh was that uh was that uh men or women because i'm, I'm it was, thinking isla dawn
1: no it was a male feud it was uh oliver carter or it was uh the oh, other one
0: oh yeah it was No, uh, no, it was a uh, whoop guy whoop guy and who uh kofi uh Th- that tank no 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 oh, no it wasn't Kenny, it was Amir P- Kenny Jordan. Kenny
1: Peters. Amir Jordan and Kenny Peters. Amir
0: Jordan and Kenny. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kenny Williams. Kenny, Kenny
1: Williams. Kenny Williams. Kenny Williams.
0: Yeah. Yes. Where where the, the breakup lasted three, years. Literally, <laughs> literally left three the, years. Left the company for a year and a half. Yeah. <laughs> and the reason why we harp on this is, is because in my viewing, I'm watching a lot of Freebirds. The simple story of the one night on Christmas where it starts with Buddy Roberts can't make it. So they have Mike Von Erich team with Gordy and Mike to win the six-man titles. Mike immediately relinquishes his third so that Buddy can have it because you call each other brothers, and if I know my brother were in that situation, you'd look out for them. Later that night, Kerry Von Erich versus Ric Flair in the cage. Terry Gordy manning the cage, Michael Hayes, special referee. Flair gets lippy with Michael Hayes at some point, not following the rules. Hayes knocks him out. Terry doesn't want to win that way. Misunderstanding where he shoves Mike out of the cage. Terry slams the door on Kerry's head. Automatic heel turn. Nuclear heat. Simple storytelling in one night. I just, you know, I, it's... It just needs to be planned guys you just need to have a beginning and an end and write everything in the middle but you don't you you, you have your end point you have your beginning point and you let people just wing it I guess or something I, I it's it's frustrating to me Chris it really is at some points like I'll, I'll give you another thing on my lazy river list here this this Becky Bailey thing sucks and I love both performers and it's breaking my damn heart they're doing these stupid Comedy with the door, Trish Stratus is back there, not being used because of because Dakota's not ready to go yet, so you can't really do the three on three thing just yet. (laughs) Becky and and Lita were feuding a year ago,
1: (laughs) but no, they explained elegantly and cleanly why that none of that mattered.
0: Uh, why was that, Chris?
1: Reasons. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah, This
0: we need a program for Mania. Let's do this. Do we need to make it make sense? No. I'm just, ah. Uh, uh, what else do you have on your list here, Chris? Let me hear something from you.
1: Booker T. Almost <laughs> completely made up for his presence on commentary this week. When Vic Riley asked him how he felt when Queen Charmel was kidnapped by the boogeyman and Booker T like goes like, what are you doing? Asking me a question like that. (laughs) And and then, and then, which at first I thought was just like him just throwing it down, but no, he goes the opposite direction. He proceeds to rant about the boogeyman for like a good 60 seconds. Like that, like he never should have been in the company. How does a guy like that even have documents? Like
0: burial. (laughs) Absolutely. because i believe he was on the uh was booker on the tough enough season where the boogeyman lied about his age i'm not sure about that
1: oh he might have been you're right you're right
0: but yeah that (laughs) nxt sometimes gives some glimpses into booker t's soul and i just
1: (laughs) yeah that no that 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 was uh that was fascinating. Um, I mean, also you mentioned the fabulous freebirds, and I'm glad you did that. It's a nice segue into my next point here. Jinder Mahal with Shear is really like the modern day fabulous freebirds which is you
0: say. dare. Don't you epic dare put that in my head?
1: I Ever. think of him I think of him as a bit of like a Michael P. S. Hayes. Uh, type hold on. Figure. Who
0: who were more Freebirdish? Indus Sheer and and Jinder Mahal or Jinder Mahal and the Bollywood boys?
1: I mean, really, if you think about Ginger Mahal with Drew McIntyre and Heath Ledger or Heath Slater, uh, were were probably the most. Well, you, Free you Birds see, liked. the
0: Ginger Mahal version is like the Jim Jimmy Garvin, uh, Bad Street version of the Freebirds, and the Indus Share is the
1: it's the Gordy Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're thinking of like yeah, basically <laughs> Indus Share is kind of like Terry Bam Bam Gordy.
0: Yes, there you go.
1: Combined, you combine them. Yeah. Anyways, uh, classic match between Breaker and Mahal. Wrong man won, but uh, worth your time. Uh, go out of your way to catch this one, people.
0: Oh, I thought you were gonna go out of your way to talk about this Dabo Cato promo.
1: Ah, another fantastic moment on the show. Um, I'm glad that you brought it up. Well, Please. what do you have to say about Dabo Cato?
0: I have to say Dabo
1: Cato. Daba
0: Cato. <laughs> I just. you left me (laughs) why do we have why why do we have so many wrestlers with abandonment issues because all the money all the
1: money can't fill the hole that's in these men's hearts Jeff that's what makes it dramatic
0: why are the ratings so low it's because all the wrestlers
1: because my father left me because
0: my daddy left me or whatever I'm just I'm just. Oh, I'm sorry if this show's gone off the rails, but I don't care at this point. I'm having too much fun.
1: Ah, uh, I, I, Von Wagner <laughs> and Robert Stone is also really fun too. It's like now moving into an abusive relationship.
0: But that's fun in that Dominic Mysterio way to me. Oh now, yeah, where where, I've, where it's grown on me.
1: Mhm. Or mm-hmm. he's
0: just shouting his psychological issues at the ends of promos
1: and, and, and Vaughn Wagner's delivery will never get tired for me.
0: No, because it's so bad it's good.
1: It's so bad. It's... You want to you want fight me? It... Uh, don't don't think about running your mouth to me, buddy. I, oh, I will my goodness. make you regret that.
0: Uh, um a little bit of serious uh, career homicide in some ways back to dynamite what is aussie open doing in that battle royal if they're not going to win it and you think that they have some value as one of the best tag teams in the world
1: yeah i I mean and doing all their good stuff during
0: the picture-in-picture commercial break and then then chris you know tony Oh, no, I'm not going to go into Tony Khan. Uh, because I kind of like Tony Khan, to be honest with you. He just runs his mouth a little too much. Tony, uh, what, what, Khan, what, what, uh, Tony Khan was so impressed with Aussie Open in this battle royal. He gave him a match with the Young Bucks for Rampage.
1: Mm, mm. That's, uh, that's the prestige spot right there.
0: But I guess this is the main event now, because I brought Tony Khan up.
1: Yeah, no, you brought up Tony Khan. And uh, Tony <laughs> Khan decided that he needed to have a little camera focus this week on the show. And uh, when we got into Tony, he had a big announcement that he handed off to the right person to do this, the redebuting. We're not quite sure if he's babyface or heel or what the hell he is, Adam Cole. Uh, so now, question mark Adam Cole tells us about this brand new one-hour program that will be starting up soon. Uh, what's it called? Like All Elite Access or something?
0: All Access, I believe.
1: All Access. Strong name. Strong name. The and... stories
0: behind the people you see on TV, because you see, there's such rich and interesting people on screen.
1: They're just like me, but they're different.
0: Now that That's said, a... let let me yeah. let me give the positives of this because I d- look if this helps enrich the product in any ways, it won't. I, I, I'm I, I, okay. I, I I'm try I'm trying to play devil's advocate, crystal. No, I know, but like
1: like Rampage doesn't help the product.
0: No, no, no. And the thing is. If if this is real reality, cool. If this is Roads to the Top Part Two or Total Bellas or Total Divas or it's or Chrisly knows best or hey what, no what, no you
1: keep Chrisley uh, out you damn mouth. Well, that
0: is the worst show I, will, on I will I will
1: I will I will the sacrifice only person the who should not be in
0: prison from that show is the old lady who <laughs> whose lines are so stupid I find them funny.
1: I hope the whole family becomes president in 2024. All of them.
0: Biden steps down and the Chrisley's run. Yeah,
1: Republicans don't run anybody. Biden steps down, Chrisley's to the White House. Done.
0: Those those kids are dumb as rocks. But anyway. Yeah, number one, Tony Khan. As soon as he sees the red light, the fear of God comes in his face. Like I'm on television and the nation is watching me. And I gotta I gotta hurry up and get this line out to get off camera real quick. So why do you do it? Don't do it anymore, Tony. Um, but yes. Adam Cole, uh somewhat disingenuous baby face. I don't know. He and Britt are gonna be the focus of this. That's an interesting choice, too in some ways. I mean, look, this week we had somebody come into the dentist's office. I'm just like, okay, if it's that, I don't want to see it. If, if it's, you know, I mean, there are stories to be told here. It's just one of those things where it's like, you want deep and rich, interesting characters on TV. And then you want to see the people behind playing those characters and how they're a little bit different on this. You have a lot of vanilla people on there and you're trying to make them interesting by giving them contrived situations it, it's kind of the total opposite effect
1: I don't know that Adam Cole and Britt Baker are like interesting enough to be the power couple baby face power couple of AEW and that sort of seems like what we're that sort of seems like we're reposition what we're repositioning for uh, America
0: likes looking into the lives of attractive people Chris yeah. And Brit and Adam are, are attractive.
1: Are they attractive enough to compensate for not being interesting enough? This is the four. I don't have the math here. I don't have the hard math. I'm just saying they strike me as being right on the line.
0: This show needs to be about Jeff Jarrett and only Jeff Jarrett.
1: Right. Now, there's an attractive person who is interesting and, and a sl- winner and a winner.
0: And again, I don't want my baby faces stupid. I want my heels somewhat stupid when he and Jay Lethal do the double Fargo strut as Orange Cassidy is getting paraded around on or as or as yeah, as uh, no, as Trent is being paraded around on Orange Cassidy's shoulders, not getting out of the barrow, that's the kind of stupidity I'm here for. I'm here for Satnam I'm here for Sat- I'm Singh. That's who I'm here for. how he acclimates to culture.
1: Yeah, um, uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> we
0: were talking about this AEW reality show and whether or not, uh...
1: Okay, and then, yeah, so, like, I feel, like, I guess Adam Cole would be an okay feud for MJF, because that's the other thing that it seems like we're sort of, if he's gonna be a babyface, he would make some sense as a decent feud for MJF. Uh, I mean, I I... I don't know that. I don't know that he's a solution to their problems right now. Um, I've I've been less enamored with Adam Cole. I think than some people are. He uh, he was a good NXT champ, but was he a, was he a WWE champ? No. Right. No. You know what I mean? I, I, there's something missing. There's always been something missing for me with him.
0: Uh, I mean, I, I think for me, I, I I think he's a very good wrestler. It's just if you've seen the Adam Cole match, you've seen the Adam Cole match, and and that to me makes it kind of like okay, you know he, you know here's the fan. And if Pan, you've heard s- the
1: Adam Cole promo, you've heard the Adam Cole promo.
0: Yes, it's story time, baby. With Adam Cole, you're not the best. I'm the best. Yeah, and he doesn't really. Yeah, I I, I get that. I, yeah, I'm. I also just don't know that more product is the cure to AEW's ills. Because we're going to have this Ring of Honor show. We have two darks that people don't even watch all that much. A Rampage that is flailing a little bit. I'll I'll, Look, I'll give the devil it's due. It was on an earlier time on Friday, so the low rating was the low rating. But it's not like any of these other auxiliary things have caught fire for them. The, The Wednesday show is still very solid. Okay, I don't mean to say the ship be sinking on them, which is what a lot of people took our comments last week as when we were talking about the wrestling war. But they're 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 coming out with a lot of different flavor. To use the Coke analogy with WWE, they're coming they're 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 Dr Pepper with a lot of different flavors right now. But it's not helping Dr Pepper sales.
1: No, those flavors are bad.
0: I had the berries and I had the strawberries and cream, zero sugar,
1: yeah,
0: uh, I hated the first can, but by the twelfth can, I liked it
1: interesting, uh yeah. Yeah, no it grew I, on I, me. I tried the strawberries and cream I was like this is this is toxic and and ought to be banned in several states.
0: I'm pretty sure it tore the animal enamel off my teeth. uh do you have anything else in in your list?
1: Um, so it looks like Fallon Henley has like the devil inside of her and she's gonna, or not Fallon Henley, um, Tatum Paxley has the devil inside of her and she's the one who attacked, uh, old, uh, what's her face? Nikita Nikita. Lyons. Yeah. But you know, I'm starting to think that that's going to be a red herring. That it's it's not actually going to be her.
0: I howled at Tiffany epiphany.
1: Yes. I have a, I had a Tiffany Epiphany. He
0: is fantastic. I on the character work, she is fantastic. You
1: I, know who is not fantastic is Tyler Friggin Bate. My uh, God. He stunk up the joint in two different segments this week. He
0: is uh, dull as dishwater.
1: Dude, he came out there, he flopped in front of the house, and then afterwards he has that encounter with Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes. And like they I mean, he Bates character sucks so bad. Like he, you know, and so like This is career. This is he should sue
0: for how badly they've managed the, the best part of his early 20s.
1: Dude, I know. Like he he so I want to put the old uh, the old a picture of the old Tyler Bates from like 8 years ago on a milk carton and be like, "Have you seen this man?"
0: So so who does uh the virgin lose his virginity to? Fallon uh kiana james uh porn accountant or hot buxom brazilian secretary g
1: Ooh. Ooh. it's gonna be g and that's gonna upset it like it's gonna that's what's gonna that's upset the strongest Keana. of
0: the three choices in my opinion
1: <laughs> it, well that's that's what's gonna upset kiana yes like that would be the that would be the thing that like that would be the thing that would break up the tag team. The secretary? Okay. I mean, none of this has made any sense anyway. So, no. like, yeah, yeah, like, no, I, it's it's very it's it's bad. Um, I can't believe
0: they made somebody's virginity a storyline.
1: I mean, Rey Mysterio went blonde a couple of years ago. They thought they were going to get out of that somehow. There are
0: so many bad stories <laughs> right now that makes the good one look like a world beater. That's, That's the right.
1: Thing. No, the bloodline looks good. This is the real point about the bloodline. The bloodline looks good because you have been eating crap for so long that like, you, you know, you've been living at the old country buffet. So like I'm taking you to an outback steakhouse and, and it seems like you're going to a five-star Michelin rated restaurant. <laughs> like that's, that's the bloodline.
0: Yeah, that said, we'll have a d we'll have a uh, revolution preview next week. I have nothing else to say on wrestling this week.
1: Me I'm neither. Done. I'm done.
0: So let's leave it there. You can follow me at Crap Game 13. You can follow the show at Shake Them Rups All One Word. That feed uh updates as uh it gets dropped but we are part of the voices of wrestling podcasting network shows for almost any type of fandom you want including our brand new it has been on for a few weeks but it's still brand new to you good the bad the hungry aew show the flagship with joe and rich which is the mothership from which we all suck at their teat and
1: uh otherwise we have no fuel we have no fuel if we don't suck at the teeth
0: i I just i don't know i didn't know how to put it for them so i just used that terrible thing uh i also do a show called the dynamite show over on fight game media uh patreon.com slash fight game media for five bucks a month whole slate of shows over there but if you want hot takes and thorough perhaps to the microscopic level deconstruction of every segment on dynamite We start recording about 10 minutes after the show starts. We're going to be live next week on the YouTube channel for Fight Game Media. Please check it out. You can uh, follow Chris on his socials. He's going to give you info on that now.
1: D-O-C-T-O-R underscore N-O-V is where you can follow the musical happenings in my life. If you want guitar lessons, hit me up there as well. Don't Worry About the Government is a show that I have done. Uh, someone reached out about building uh, or rebuilding the website, and I might get in touch with them here. Uh, I need to decide if I'm really interested in doing politics stuff again. I don't know that I am. But I am still interested in teaching you guitar, so hit me up on Instagram for lessons.
0: And we'll see you next week for our Revolution
1: Preview. I like to rock. Hello, everyone. My name is Taylor. And I'm Kelly and we are the co-hosts of Jumping Bomb Audio, the podcast all about Joshi Pro Wrestling here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Every other Monday, we are with you talking about the biggest news in Joshi along with show reviews, previews, and much, much more.
0: So if you're new to Joshi or you've been a longtime fan, this is the show for you. We've got something for everyone here. So check us out, Jumping Bomb Audio.